Insects are all around us. Many live right under our noses and are just waiting to be discovered. In spite of their small size, insects are among the most interesting and adaptable creatures on planet Earth. We have close encounters with them every day, whether we realize it or not. To most people, these creatures are just bugs. But to entomologist Dr. Tim Gibb, they are spineless wonders. And he's here to help you look beyond the bug to the fascinating life of the insect. Dr. Tim will see you now. Is it that time of year already? Summer is gone and fall is here. Temperatures are cooling, leaves are beginning to turn color, vegetables from the garden and fruits from the orchard are ready for harvest, and fruit flies are flying throughout the kitchen. These are all signs that autumn is upon us. Wow, where did the time go? Gardeners are now finally and proudly bringing their bounties of fruits and vegetables into the home for eating or processing, but in so doing, they also accidentally introduce eggs or larvae from a nuisance pest called a fruit fly, or more properly, a vinegar fly. In their adult stage, when they really become noticeable, these appear as tiny brown or black colored flies about an eighth of an inch in length and usually have red eyes if you look really closely. And while you are looking really closely, and I mean really closely, look for black striping on a yellow abdomen. That will confirm them for sure. Most people don't really take the time to observe vinegar flies all that closely because they're too busy shooing them away from their food. So just reporting tiny flies around ripening fruits or vegetables in the fall time is enough to give a pretty good diagnosis. The biggest complaint from most people is that these flies are a nuisance pest. They fly around just about anywhere where fresh fruit food is stored, washed or prepared. They land on nearly everything and fly about our heads and faces, and they're just, well, pesty. Vinegar or fruit flies can be a pest year-round, but are especially meddlesome during the late summer or fall because that is when fruits and vegetables, including tomatoes, melons, squash, grapes, apples, peaches, or just about any other perishable items are brought in from the garden. They usually begin out of doors where they lay tiny eggs in the cracks or folds of the produce. Eggs hatch into tiny white larvae that invade the flesh of the fruit or vegetables. And when these infested products come into the home, the developing maggots complete development and emerge as adult flies to reinfest any overripe fruits or vegetables stored on the countertops. They may also be brought home in ripened bananas or other produce from the grocery store. And once in the home, they are expert at finding foods to eat. Rotten potatoes, onions that have been forgotten in the back of the pantry, or even small amounts of fermenting juices that may have spilled behind the sink or the counter. In fact, they can breed in empty bottles and cans in the recycling bin or even dirty mops and cleaning rags. All that is needed for development is a moist film of fermenting material. Clogged drains or garbage disposals or dirty trash cans are equally adequate for these flies. And this is where the even bigger problem lies. 
Vinegar flies have the potential to spread nasty bacteria and other disease-producing organisms from garbage to the foods that we're eating. Regardless of where they originate, once inside a home, their reproductive potential is enormous. Given the opportunity, a female, assuming that she's already been on a date with a male fruit fly, can lay about 500 fertile eggs. That is a huge number for such a tiny fly. Now, and here is where the real mind-blowing fact occurs. An entire vinegar fly life cycle from egg to adult can be completed in as little as one week. Pull out your calculators for a moment. This means that one particularly pregnant fruit fly can lay eggs on October 1st, and if all 500 eggs could hatch, develop through their customary larval and pupal stages, they would become 500 flies by October 7th. These could easily find a mate, and assuming that half are females, could produce 125,000 if all conditions were just right by October 14th. Anybody working or eating in the kitchen will notice a problem by that time and will have taken action. But just for the sake of this story, let's say that these 125,000 all remained undetected, healthy, and had plenty of breeding sites to feed and lay eggs. If so, there could be 62.5 million by October 21st and more than 15,500,000,000 by Halloween. Even your typical, less observant couch potato type husband should have noticed a problem by that point. But fly populations don't get that big that quickly in most cases. Not all eggs hatch, nor do all larvae survive to reproduce. In most cases, someone will have nagged that husband enough that the garbage has been taken out and the available breeding and feeding resources will have been removed well before that point. This is actually the best way to avoid problems with vinegar flies, not with aerosol pesticide sprays, but rather by eliminating the availability of food and breeding sites. Produce that has ripened should be eaten, discarded, refrigerated, or processed. Leaving it sitting out on the countertop for an extended length of time is asking for trouble. Accumulating trash, especially trash with organic material in it, is risky. Even small spills, dirty trash containers, or even cans or bottles that have not been rinsed out can be enough to produce large numbers of flies. Once a home is infested with fruit flies, all potential breeding areas must be located, cleaned, or eliminated. Unless these breeding sites are removed, the problem will continue, no matter how often insecticide sprays are applied to control the adult flies. This can be very challenging and will require persistence on the part of the homeowner. After all of the breeding sites have been eliminated, homeowners may want a solution for the pesky swarm of flies that continues to hover in the kitchen wondering where their food sources have gone. A couple of options in addition to the aerosol pesticide may help. A vacuum cleaner can suck them up quite readily. 
Even a dust buster in the hands of a determined homeowner is bad news for vinegar flies. This sometimes becomes an obsession, and even though a bit time-consuming, feelings of great triumph are often reported by humans searching for, carefully stalking, and then at the last second sucking up the odd, unsuspecting fly. Once all other sources of food are removed, homemade vinegar fly traps consisting of a few ounces of apple cider vinegar and a half teaspoon of dish soap placed in an open dish or bowl can be effective when placed near where the swarms persist. The flies are attracted to the smell of the vinegar. They will attempt to land in the bowl but because of the soap, the surface tension of the vinegar is reduced and the unsuspecting flies drowned in the very irresistible, intoxicating liquor that they crave. This method is very popular and reportedly also brings great satisfaction for the homeowner. In fact, some are known to check the trap last thing at night before going to bed and actually wake up early in the morning just to count the number of flies removed during the nighttime. Cheers and fist pumps follow, usually in direct proportion to the number of flies caught times the amount of annoyance that the flies have caused. So the take-home message is simple. Always remember that ripe fruits and vegetables plus even a short period of time equals fruit flies. It's basic entomological mathematics. Or, if easier, just remember the old adage, time flies like the wind and fruit flies like bananas. This has been Dr. Tim with the latest of my spineless wonders. Thanks for listening and tune in next month to learn about another spineless wonder.